Well, some of the crowd are on the pitch. What's going on, guys? This is Gary. This is Josh. Let's talk soccer. So today is the 31st of January, last day of 2017. Um, as some of you are listening to this, at least, it will already be New Year's Day. So Happy New Year's to everyone um, that has ever been connected with Let's Talk Soccer and your families, your friends. We wish you guys all the best. Um, you have made our 2017 bigger than we ever thought it could be, uh, especially on Instagram. We are this close, just a couple of hundred of followers away from being at 20,000. So <clears throat> pretty amazing stuff. So we have everyone to thank out there, including you. For listening and supporting us, so thank you. Hope you have a very safe, happy, and fruitful 2018. <clears throat> All right, man. So let's do this. Uh, first, let's talk for a second. Manchester City narrowly escape um, having their first loss of the season. Uh, Ederson with a big penalty save, and they draw 0-0 with Crystal Palace. So the 18-game winning streak is ended exactly at that, but the unbeaten streak... Continues, yes, for now, what, 21 matches. Um, But some important players dinged up, including Kevin De Bruyne and Gabriel Jesus. I think I read that Jesus could be out for at least a month. Um, Thank goodness they have this guy coming off the bench called Sergio Aguero. So he should should do them well. But January transfer window comes up. And not to necessarily say that they're going to go out and get another striker, but it just reminds me that... We need to talk transfers at some time and some predictions, talk about what teams might need and do that. But maybe we'll do a special episode of the podcast for that because this one is going to be all about fantasy, so FPL-related stuff. And let's go ahead because we have an interesting game week coming up. Uh, let's go back quickly and look at what happened in um, game week 21 since it just ended. Why don't we start with – how our team ended, how many points, uh, all of our players and that stuff. You want to take it away? Sure. All right, so in goal, we had De Gea, got seven. Hold on. First up, uh, we got 56 points. The average was 45, and the high was 122. So we finished, again, above average, which is good considering some funky stuff happened this game week. Okay. All right, now take it. De Gea got seven points in goal, clean sheet. Yes. Good for us. In fact, our whole defense did very well. They did. Ben Mee with five, Otamendi with eight, and Dunk with six. Dunk was originally not in our starting lineup. We had Christensen from Chelsea, but he did not play, so Dunk coming off the bench with six points. Yes. Which actually is something interesting to know. So, we had Ogbonna in the first spot um, on our bench, and Dunk was actually in the second spot, but Ogbonna... West Ham did not play, um, so it defaulted. Instead of going to spot one and giving us that player's points, it went over to spot two. So just know how you have your um, spots one, two, and three lined up are important for situations like that. Yes. Okay. All right. Midfield. In midfield, Richarlison got five. Salah got 14. De Bruyne, three, a bit disappointing there. Yes. And also Lingard, only two. And our captain was Sterling, 
he only had two points. Yes. I think he only played about 33 minutes. <clears throat> so not not much for him. All right? And, and then, then our- the two strikers, Marata with two and Firmino with two. Horrible, horrible um, effort up top from Firmino and Marata. <clears throat> Very disappointing, especially with a Chelsea team that scored five goals in a big win. And Marata not involved in anything. Uh, was expecting more from Lingard. In fact, I think he had a chance or two later in the game and sort of whiffed on both of those. Um, And then, of course, was expecting our Man City midfielders to produce a lot more than they did. So we either had players that did super well, our our defense, all clean sheets, our our back four. Yeah. Every single one of them with a clean sheet. Um, And then midfield did okay. And then our, our forwards did horribly. All right. Well, enough about that. Let's uh, shift gears here for a quick second. And we're going to take a look at the Game Week 21 Dream Team. I'll go ahead and take this one. So the top player uh, was William, 17 points. Had another amazing game for Chelsea. He has been on fire lately. In goal with 14 points, Ederson. Amazing. Had a... uh, I know he had a penalty save and um, just absolutely killed it this weekend. 14 points for a goalkeeper is pretty – that's a significant number. Uh, Back on defense, Rudiger with 14 had himself a goal. Uh, Bong with nine, Schindler with nine, and Phil Jones with nine. So um, those are the back four. We have five in the midfield. Willian, of course, with 17. Fraser of Bournemouth with 15, Mo Salah with 14, Narsing of Swansea with 9, and Danny Drinkwater of Chelsea with 9, and then up top, Jamie Vardy, who had himself a party, uh, also with 9 points. All right, before we get into game week 22, we just want to go ahead and take a look at our top 10 or so of the Let's Talk Soccer Fantasy League, so we have, as mentioned previously, well over a 1,000 people participating. So thank you, guys. This has been a ton of fun. Um, In first place, with 1,292 total points, is Karambit FC. Um, In second place, I cannot read um, the writing of that language. I apologize, but it's Nasser El Khalifa is the manager's name. Apologies for not reading that. Southern's sidekick in third place, Rod Zamey FC in fourth, Laka Boss uh, in fifth. I like that one. Jesus, Jesus, or Jesus United, depending once again on how you pronounce the name. In sixth, Dark Horse in seventh. Athabi team, I guess, um, in also tied for seventh place. Uh, both those teams are tied with 1,269 points. Uh, ninth place, Maryland United, and in 10th, Royals ever. Uh, not a whole lot of points separating these teams in the top 10. So got a close race. It'll be interesting to see where everyone finishes. Looking at the fixtures for game week 22, and an important reminder here, they start playing on New Year's Day, on January 1st. Uh, the deadline is uh, 6.30 a.m. over in Europe, um, 11.30 on the eastern coast of the U.S. We have five matches being played on Monday, 
We've got four on Tuesday, one on Wednesday, the third, and then on the fourth we have um, we have one match. Important to say, we have two teams who have double game weeks. <clears throat> Those teams are Spurs and West Ham. Um, and we'll talk a little FPL strategy around those. Josh, do you want to go ahead and let folks know what each of these uh, fixtures are? For sure. Okay, so on Monday, we have Brighton uh, versus Bournemouth. Okay. Uh, Burnley at Liverpool. That should be a decent game. Yeah. Uh, Leicester versus Huddersfield. Stoke versus Newcastle. And Everton versus Man U. So Lukaku goes back to Everton <clears throat> to play. Last time he scored. <clears throat> yep. Um, on Tuesday, we have Southampton versus Crystal Palace, Swansea versus Spurs, West Ham versus West Brom, and City versus Watford. And then on Wednesday, the single match, which is the match of the game week. Yes. Uh, Arsenal versus Chelsea. That'll be a good one. And then for the Thursday match, it's Spurs versus West Ham. So that's where they get their double game week. Absolutely. So let's talk about then strategy around that. It's our first double game week. Of the season, and let's talk a little bit about some options as far as that goes. Okay, so for those of you that don't know what a double game week is, basically means that a team or multiple teams plays two matches in a single game week. So the idea here is, in theory, you want as many players from those two teams or from from the teams that are having a double game week. So in this case, Spurs and West Ham, um, you can take up to three players. From a team, so in a perfect world, um, you want three players from each team that has a double game week because you're going to get double points. So unlike a normal game week where the player plays one match and you only get his points for that one game, in a double game week you get their points for game one and then you get his points for game two, and it all goes into just the one game week total. <clears throat> um, so. We took that route. Uh, we went ahead and maxed out as best we could in our minds, uh, players from both Spurs and West Ham, um, <clears throat> to kind of round out um, our team to capitalize. Because we made a lot of changes to our squad, we played the free hit chip. So the free hit chip basically means you can go without any points deductions for transfers. You can redo your entire team. Basically, you're starting from scratch. Still got to stay within your $100 million or 100 million pound budget, but those changes only last for the one game week. <clears throat> and since we didn't have any West Ham players on our team going into this exercise, and we only had, I think, Kane was the only Spurs player we had, we decided rather than taking a lot of negative fours, um, we would go ahead and play uh, the free hit chip. Now, once the game week is over, our team goes back to the way it was before we played the chip, right? Um, the difference between a free hit and a wild card is that with the wild card, it's the same thing. You start over. There's no penalties for as many transfers as you want to make. Still stay within the 100 million pound budget, but your team stays like that until you go back and change it. So big difference. Free hit. It resets after the game week, wild card. Your team is that way moving forward. So it really depends on what you want to do. Right. If you really like that team and you don't, yeah, you don't want to get rid of it, free hit. Yeah. But if you just 
your team's not playing well. Right. You want to completely redo it. Yes. And the reason that we played the free hit over wild card is because we do like our team. Um, we were expecting uh, much more in terms of points than we got this weekend. But uh, we like the core of that team, so we didn't want to go ahead and redo it for nothing yet. <clears throat> we may do that later down the road, um, but we'll see. Okay. So let's then go ahead and take a look at what our team is now going to look like in game week 22. Um, we've also already posted this on the Let's Talk Soccer um, Instagram page. So go ahead and take a look at it there. And we'll also post the scout selection, um, his team, whenever he decides to uh, put that up as well. All right, Josh, you do the honors here of taking – why don't you do this? Take him through our starting 11. Um, I guess really that's all that matters is our starting 11. So go ahead and, and walk them through this. All right, so we're playing a 3-4-3. Three, three. So our nope. goal – Try that again. Okay, we're playing a 3-5-2. <laughs> My bad. All right. Okay, so in goal, we have Ederson. Watford yeah. um, at home against Watford. Yeah. And just saving a penalty. He should be very confident. Yeah. Plus, that Man City defense is very strong. Yes, they've got a long history this season of clean sheets. <laughs> yes. Um, our back three, Otamendi, for the same reasons that we just said about Ederson. Yeah, and he's just pretty much a must-have <clears throat> on your yeah. defense. <clears throat> we have Vertonghen. We, we thought we really need a Spurs player in there yep. because two matches. So double the chance of getting a clean sheet. And two hopefully fairly easy matches as far as Spurs goes. Um, they're away at Swansea. And then home against West Ham. Yeah. <clears throat> and Harry Maguire against Huddersfield. At home. Yeah. So, an- again, another very favorable matchup. Hopefully. Although a couple weekends ago, Huddersfield uh, lit it up with, with quite a few goals. Maybe four or five in one match. So hopefully that won't repeat itself this week. Next. On to the five midfielders. Arnautovic. One of the be- most on-form players right now. I think five goals in his last five matches for West Ham. Yeah. Uh, double game week for him. Perfect time to get some uh, some big points from him. Yep. Sterling against Watford, one of the best midfielders this year. And as qu- yeah, you should need him. As quiet as uh, he and the rest of the Man City team were offensively uh, this weekend against Crystal Palace, you'd expect them to get back in form and <clears throat> and him to go out and uh, and make a point, especially with uh, his uh, fellow. Midfielder De Bruyne possibly banged up and out. Yep. Uh, then we have Lanzini, another really good midfielder. Yep. Eriksen for him, double game week, and he's our vice captain. Yes. Uh, Riyad Mahrez, also against Huddersfield, just came off a good a good week. So. He did. He had a good week. And also did Vardy, who's yes. our next striker. Yep. And then we have uh, for our captain Harry Kane, double game week. Yep. Possibly a double hat trick. You never know. That would be nice. If he could get six goals this week, I would love it. Um, Now, that also brings up an important thing. Kane right now is listed as 75%. um, Had an illness. Um, I would expect that he'll play at least one game, if not both games. I can't imagine that with the run that Spurs are on, the way he's been playing, that Pochettino would sit him unless absolutely necessary. Hopefully he doesn't. I know a lot of people have been asking us questions on Instagram about whether or not Kane will play both games. Uh, short answer is don't know. Um, wish we did. We're hoping that he does um, because he's our captain. A lot of you are going to triple captain him. Um, so definitely uh, 
good reason for your concern. The best advice is this. If you are going to captain or triple captain him, make sure your vice captain is a great one. So if you're debating Kane and someone else as your captain, pick that someone else to be your vice captain if you decide to captain Kane. Um, Because if Kane doesn't start one or both of those games, that captaincy defaults to your vice captain. Yes. So if you play a triple captain on Kane and he doesn't play, that triple captain will will transfer to the vice captain. Right. Um, So just be wise about um, about what you do there. <clears throat> and then again, um, on the bench, make sure your one, two, and three spots are lined up in order of whose points you th- or who you think will get the better points. So just for reference, uh, our one, two, and three go like this. Dunk, me, and Quainar, um, or Quainer. Uh, the reason we picked Dunk over me is that Dunk goes up against Bournemouth and Brighton play at home versus me, who take on Liverpool. Um, so that's why we did that. But that's it. So our team, again, is Ederson and goal. Back three are Otamendi, Vertonghen, Maguire. Um, in the middle, we have five. We have Arnautovic, Sterling, Lanzini, Eriksson, and Mares. And then up top, we have Vardy and Kane. Kane is our captain. Eriksson is our vice captain. One of the reasons we vice-captained Eriksson is, one, because he's really good. Uh, two is he also has a double game week. Notice, we picked three Spurs players and only two West Ham players. Didn't feel comfortable uh, using one of our remaining spots on a third West Ham player. Yeah, Arnautovic and Lanzini were really the only two players in good form yeah. for West Ham. So. Yeah, yeah by, by quite a bit. Um, Chicharito, we debated, um, but just don't know if he'll play um, or how much he'll play, actually. Um and I think that's really it. This is a, a condensed podcast episode just because it's we've had a lot of game weeks back to back to back to back. Yep. So that's it. Again, guys, check us out on Instagram. Just look for Let's Talk Soccer. If you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, please do. Um, and once again, thank you guys for your support. Thank you for everything that you've done for us in 2017. And we look forward to an even better and brighter 2018. Until next time, we say peace. Peace. Goodbye.